When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. I've always had high hope from, for Cats. He's a guy from Jersey. You know, this, this game has always been simple. When you got a little guy on you, you take the high percentage shot. When you got a big guy on you, you take him out. He settled for the three a lot. And in order for them to, to make that next left, Anthony Edwards is always there. Who's going to be his partner? It should be Cat. So Cat definitely needs to work on this game. Whether you want to be a three-point shooter, work on that. You want to be an inside guy, work on that. But Cat needs to be the second guy next year, and I'm kind of disappointed that he hasn't been the second guy. Shaq on inside the NBA last night. You guys were you guys had your own hands full <laughs> last night dealing with a a wild loss on Judd's hockey show. We tried to break the Score North YouTube channel again last night. It's been a while since you've been able to wave the grit flag, Judd. It's been about four days. You know what this five this days should say? Grit fifth or <laughs> fifth. sixth or seventh. Grit maybe at some point. Yeah, yeah. We'll grit we'll get to it at some point. What they meant was get me some grits. They were hungry and it <laughs> got screwed I up. Do love me some grits, dude. Is uh, is Texas grits territory or does it kind of stop around like Mississippi, Alabama? I would assume. I it's, I bet uh, you like East East oh, Texas. There's probably sure. some. Some grits I'm making a huge right? assumption here, but I'm pretty sure it's it's safe in Texas. They should go find some then, yeah. because they certainly didn't find some in the arena last night. Yeah. Well, welcome in here. This is if if you want the wild vent line, you can find that on the Scornoth YouTube channel, Mackie and Judd, and uh, Judd's Hockey Show podcast feed. This is the Wolves' funeral here today on Minnesota Sports with Mackie and Judd. Your home for daily Minnesota sports entertainment, speculation, and in this case, therapy. And I'll bet you guys are expecting old Macadac here, the diehard, passionate, bleeding heart Wolves guy of Score North. I'll bet you're expecting me to blow a gasket today, be apoplectic that Wolves in seven was really Nuggets in five. I bet you came in here hoping for fireworks, really. didn't you? Well, yes. Yes on that, but I don't expect you to be upset. You I see, you see this look on my face right now? Yep. It's a big old smile. Don't laugh because it's over. Smile because it happened. Yes, Dr. Something Seuss. like that. There you go. Yeah. Don't laugh because Cat can't figure it out. Smile because Anthony Edwards did. <laughs> oh, is okay. how I would characterize it. I like it. it. Okay, boys. Anthony Edwards' career playoff statistics. And I get that statistics aren't the be-all, end-all, especially in basketball, because you could look at Carl Anthony Towns' career regular season statistics and be like, oh, my God, it's one of the greatest players of all time. Anthony Edwards, 28 points per game. Four and a half rebounds, four assists, a steal and a half, a block and a half, 
47% from the field, nearly 40% from three, 84% free throw shooter. He's 21 years old. And he carried that team, that depleted team. No Jaden McDaniels, no Nas Reed. At the end, no Kyle Anderson. And quite frankly, for half the series, no Carl Anthony Towns, basically. And he said, I don't care. Hop on my back. I know they got beaten five. Okay, I get it. Like, things aren't completely hunky-dory in Wolves land, and we'll talk about all this stuff. But the most important thing you can have as a franchise is a shooting star like Anthony Edwards. They haven't had this. Again, there's been false starts. There's been Cat. Well, maybe Cat's the guy, Andrew Wiggins love, whatever. Nope. This is the guy right here. The first time since Kevin Garnett. And that's why I have a goofy grin on my face today because it doesn't really, like the fact that they got beat, yeah, it's annoying and there's definitely a ton of things to parse apart here organizationally and we can get to some of that stuff. But my overriding takeaway is Anthony Edwards is punching with some of the best players in the NBA in the biggest moments. He's directing traffic. He's dictating. He's rising to the moment in these playoff games. And he's 21 freaking years old. So now can they figure it out around him? Can they not sort of squander it like they did for years with Kevin Garnett? There's, again, a lot to unpack. But my overriding feeling today is Anthony Edwards was incredible again last night in a do-or-die playoff game. And it's basically a question of who's coming with him going forward. Okay, Phil Conley. That's the question now. (laughs) So so you've got this chip. People say I look like uh, Tim Conley a little bit. A little bit little bit he's Not, older than me but looks 10 years younger than me and uh well he, he makes can a lot more, more facial money. work yeah. pro- probably right he can <laughs> yeah. afford the plastic surgeries wow. the well i mean he he does look young and he's not young um oh do, do you take that as a shot at me like i need facial work uh, is that how a you little bit of both yeah i was like geez are you now you're no, i was just i was just it was just i'm we confident in, just my, I'm confident in my complexion around don't yeah. be so don't be such a young, like, oh, my God, he's offended. Phil's not going to care. I, I get offended all the time. You know what? It's funny. Um, you, I don't think you do get offended. I feel like you get no, offended no, I get, I get offended, offensive things said to me. And right. And they bounce off me because they're pretty funny, actually. Okay. So how is this going to work? So, like, what are the pieces? Because the reality is this, okay? We now know that Ant is the guy. Like, I think we sort of had an inkling of that before, but I think – these playoffs didn't solve a lot, but they did solve that. Like what he did on and off the floor was super impressive. I mean, the fact that this guy went to Carl Anthony Towns' house with his with with teammates to to get the big guy a boost, dude, right? Cheer, dude, they went to, to cheer, him, cheer up. him up and play video games together. Yeah, it's like a sitcom. come on, Carl. It's okay. <laughs> it's like a sitcom. It's it, it's like a uh, it's like Saturday friends, morning. Yeah. Like game. Chandler Chandler's on the couch all yeah. sad because him and Monica had a fight yeah. and here comes yeah here comes Ross. The gang goes Joey. to Cat's house. Like that is the yeah. title of this yeah, episode. The, exactly right. <laughs> so he's so we now know if we didn't that he is the guy. So that being said, what do you do now? Because you know I there in my opinion building around him there are a few things I really like. But there's a lot of very big, no pun intended, expensive question marks. Yes. And so, let's go back to that Shaq clip. You don't have to play it again. But Shaq essentially said some of what we just said, which is Anthony Edwards is there. He's the guy. Who's who's going to be his his wingman, basically? Uh-huh. And he's kind of Im- Im- imploring that Carl Anthony Towns has to do this, that. He's got to take advantage of mismatches, do this. Well, he... 
the way he's talking about Towns is like that's how you talk about a twenty-one or twenty-two-year-old player. Oh, he's got to think. He's got to figure it out. He's got to. He's got to do this. Got to do that. He's got to think about what Shaq just said. He needs to figure out how to take advantage of shorter players guarding him and or big players guarding him and what to do in those situations. That's not how you talk about an eight-year veteran who's been a third-team All-NBA superstar who makes fifty-plus million dollars a year. So, I actually think. You figured out two things during this playoff run. You figured out that Anthony Edwards is the guy that you're going to build your franchise. You're going to build your roster, everything around. And I think you figured out that Carl Anthony Towns is not the Robin to Ant's Batman. Now, could he be like the Alfred, like like whoever the third guy is to Ant's Batman? If the salary cap didn't exist, he probably could be. But do you want? Are you going to pay a guy? You're, like, are you going to pay your third guy a complimentary player, a role player that? can't really keep up with the up-and-down pace. He's not really a cutter or a slasher. He kind of loses his mind at portions of games mentally. You're, you're going to pay your third guy $50 million a year for the next few years? So, I, I mean, I don't know what the organization thinks of him going forward. Maybe they're going to say, well, he had a calf injury, and let's not overreact. Let's go forward again and see if we can keep building chemistry here. But I think it's pretty obvious. I mean, if... If Anthony Edwards keeps getting better, and he is a modern-day Dwayne Wade, the way he gets to the basket, the way that he creates separation on step-back shots, his energy, when he locks in defensively, his transition game. I mean, we are looking at sort of a modern 15, 20 years later version of Dwayne Wade. So imagine Dwayne Wade on those Miami Heat championship teams. The first time, he had Shaq at the very end of his prime, but Shaq was still a really good player the year or two he was with the Heat. And then he had LeBron James and Chris Bosh, right? Does, is Cat in his current form, if if Anthony Edwards continues to climb this mountain, is Cat over the next three or four years the second player on that team that's going to contend for a championship? I think he has even further to go than Anthony Edwards does, if that's going to be the case. You know what's scary? and or It's not scary, it's sad. He doesn't have further to go because he's gone as far as he's going to go with this team. He needs to be traded. He is a just just starting off to go back to the beginning of this series. And we now have a large playoff sample size. So this is no longer, as we both said, Phil, you know, that's ah, a few games against the Rockets. Let's let's calm down. Let's be patient. You know, then we got the Memphis series. Now we've got this one. In a playoff career, eight years in, that's a large sample size. And when you start off with this discussion, internally, the Wolves' discussion needs to be this. Anthony Edwards is not only an extreme talent, but he is a winning personality and winning player. Carl is a losing personality, and he is a losing player. And so there is nothing that he can do that you can do with that. That's not going to change. You can't change that. I'm sure they've tried. But like you said, the losing his mind doesn't change. The the incessant why me always seems to rear its ugly head at really bad times. The insistence that he acts like this is his team. Like it's I don't think, Phil, because I think team, that's over, by the way. Yeah, but I think but, I think that ended in this Denver series. Well going, going forward. The problem though is that the Wolves have enabled every part of Cat and everyone around Cat to a point. Where I don't think that they can pull that back now, though. You need to. It trade is hard. Them. 
It's hard to, yeah, it is hard. I'm, I'm trying to think of examples around the NBA where, like, even last 20, 25 years where a guy was, he was the guy, and then you draft someone else or you bring someone else in. The closest I can think of is maybe the current Suns because they've got maybe three future Hall of Famers that are just working together. But at one point, Chris Paul came in, and he was the guy next to Devin Booker, and now yeah, Chris Paul. Yeah, but that was very brief. And that's more because he's 38 years old, yeah. and he's and he's perfectly willing at 38 to concede that, yeah, we have Kevin Durant and Devin Booker in his prime now, so so I'm good. But may, and maybe there's other examples of a guy that was, he's the young player who's going to carry this franchise, and then natural basketball causes yep. put him down to, like, third on the pecking order, and he stayed with the organization and was okay with that. Mm. The most the most telling thing, in my opinion, in the 2022-23 campaign about Carl Anthony Towns is, is this, from what we heard. When he was out with the calf injury for an, an eternity, and maybe he needed it, you know, who knows, right? But he was the one who basically dictated how things were going to go. As far as, you know, going and, and giving Johnny K the exclusive, as far as dictating, you know, when I'm, not just when I'm, I'm coming back because I actually don't have a problem with that. But as far as what the Wolves could say, he dictated everything to them. This is, I think, with what you're talking about, which is, yes, these five games taught you, or they didn't teach you. They sort of hammered home a point you knew, but mm-hmm. it's it's hammered home now. Um, it's abundantly clear. These five games, I think, have made it imperative that you move on from Cat. Absolutely. I They will never win with him. Well, that's that's the thing. It's through different iterations of you know, eight years of the Carl Anthony Towns era, right? This team is like sixty three games below five hundred regular season and postseason. Yep. And there's a million yeah buts you could throw at that, right? Well, early on they were rebuilding and they had a young Levine and Wiggins, and well, but the coaching changes here and there. Of course, you don't change coaches as often if the star player is carrying the franchise, right? Well, the other calf injury here or the Jimmy Butler weirdness there. Well, Jimmy Butler doesn't raise a stink and demand out if. And that's one of the things I've been the most wrong about, I think, blabbing on a microphone for the last 15 years. I stood by Cat during the Jimmy Butler fiasco. I still, I still think Jimmy, I understand why he did it. I feel like it was really unprofessional and it just, I didn't like the way he handled it. But you watch Jimmy Butler put up 56 points and just. It, the, it's so hard to quantify in words, too. The way that Jimmy Butler and Anthony Edwards just sort of alpha their way through a basketball game, right? Take no freaking prisoners. Rise to the moment. You don't see enough of that from Carl Anthony Towns. And I know people are going to, just real quick, because I know people are going to, well, what, what are you talking about? Last night, I don't have the numbers in front of me. You know, the guy had like five and ones in the second half, and he really did. He had like 20 points in the second half, and before he fouled out, he was really good in the second half yesterday. And so I will give him his bouquet of flowers for the second half yesterday. He played a really good game in the second half. Yeah. And he did have a couple games after the clunkers. He did have a couple good games against Denver. But in the end, he was dominated by one of his big man peers. Jokic outscored Cat by 40 points in this series. Had 35 more assists than Cat. And Cat's a pretty good passer. But Jokic knows how to unlock it, right? I'm getting doubled, boom, there's the pass right there. Just just everything comes to him instantly. Jokic had 10 more rebounds. Jokic shot 50% from three in the series to catch 25%. That's Cat's strongest feature as a player is three-point shooting. And he can't, he can't shoot threes in the playoffs. And so, you know, we had someone on 
Flagrant and Howells last night in the comment section. We were popping comments on the screen saying, well, yeah, but like it's not fair to compare Cat to a two-time MVP in Jokic. And I say, why? why are you lowering the bar that far? This is a former number one overall pick. He's a super max player. Five years ago, if you were to pull the NBA universe of executives and media and everyone, five years ago, hey, who has the higher ceiling once they reach 28, 29 years old? Is it Jokic or Cat? I think the, I think the league would have said, oh, Carl Anthony Towns. Look at this guy. He's a unicorn, former number one pick. Mm-hmm. So it's like we've lowered the bar so far that, well, look, 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 he played really well in the second half of that game five playoff game. Well, the best Supermax players like Jokic are doing it all the time. and Or like Jimmy Butler, they're going to give you when you need it. I'm going to reach into the bag and give you 56 points and crush the one seed and take a 3-1 lead. Right, That doesn't exist in Cats basketball world, unfortunately. They're playoff cyborgs, which is what you need, which is what you need to, to be. Not and Ant is, is a playoff yeah, cyborg at this absolutely. point. Absolutely. But so here's the difference with Butler. In fact, the Heat and Butler are a great talking point for what I'm discussing going forward with the Wolves, and it's this. This is why you have to consider stripping this thing down to the studs with Ant and some parts around him. But Jimmy Butler went from here, and by the way, here it was a gong show because Tibbs, I mean, Jimmy Butler is MFing his teammates in practice, and Tibbs is just sort of laughing like it's some great, you know, like it's it's just embarrassing. Like the whole thing's embarrassing. And I get it, and I get that those two at that point in time were probably thick as thieves, but it's not professional. There, there's nothing about that that screams, okay, this is going to help. Then he goes to Philadelphia and sees some things, and that, again, is sort of a questionable environment, and he gets out of, of there. Then he goes to Miami with Spolstra, who he basically tries to punch. But you know what? Spolstra has that thing under control. And that's the thing. The Heat have a have a culture and a, a foundation that they can work off of. And that's what the Wolves need. And that's what Ant needs. And, and I, I don't think it's going too far to say you need to make changes too because, you know, there might have been a time where, and I don't know this for sure, but there might have been a time where Carl... Anthony Towns, six years back, could have been a very different player, like the trajectory of his career. Yeah. But be, but but because a few short miles from my house here, it's an absolute gong show, what happens? He starts to run the team, which is BS. He starts to get away with, I mean, clearly nobody ever said early on, dude, quit the whining, quit the flailing, be a professional. And so... I don't think Ant is going to take that same path, but I want to make damn sure by building a team around him that gives him the ability not to as well. And this involves talking about the head coach, the complimentary players. Like, this involves everything. Another thing on that note, too, about kind of the the, just the demeanor stuff, the body language stuff, the whining, the complaining, the, you know, there's all these pictures and memes of him just kind of sitting – on the floor pouting, you know, there's, there's just kind of a Carl Anthony Towns resting pout face. And I hear people say, well, watch the NBA. Jokic, you, you, I mean, hell, watch that game last night. Jokic was complaining to the officials more than any player in the league. But I think there's a, and yes, it's annoying, but I think there's a difference when a guy is a two-time reigning MVP and his team wins 50 games every year and they're the one seed and he's averaging a triple-double in a playoff series. He's complaining to the officials on a different level than you are. Well, and, <laughs> that, that but, makes sense. But Kobe also, was complaining on a different level than you are. 
And if Cat complained and then went about his business and was fantastic, yeah. I wouldn't care. The problem is it affects him. And it's kind of like when he complains and does the whining, pouting thing, it feels like he's saying the officials and external circumstances are preventing me from reaching my peak as a player. Jokic is reaching his peak as a player and complaining to the officials because, you know, he can. And that and there's a huge difference between those two things. So there's a few questions I want to throw out at you guys that I think if I'm the Timberwolves, if I'm if I'm Tim Connolly, I am making a list of like the five or six most important things that I have to answer in the next maybe even the next few days with some of these, but for sure the next two months. But now that the Timberwolves season's over, you can still go down and watch Twins games. You can go right next door. Hey, Wolves fans. Okay. That's right. Hey, hey Wolves fans. Walk out over to Target Field. First time since 2001 they have won a series against the Bombers. Let's get it. Revenge for two decades of torture. The Twins have taken a series from the Yankees, uh, like a season series. Twins.com slash tickets if you want to watch the team that conquered the Bronx Bombers for the first time since 2001. Twins.com slash tickets. If you haven't seen Byron Buxton, the designated hitter phenomenon, Joey Gallo hitting bombs every other night. Twins.com slash tickets. Also a shout-out to our friends at Nutrisource, the official dog and pet food of Mackie and Judd and Purple Daily. Maya Mackie, who's, I think she's taking her uh, late-morning nap here outside my door. And then pretty soon, she'll be itching for some Nutrisource chicken and rice for lunch. All of our dogs, healthy, happy, regular digestive patterns, thanks to Nutrisource. Stella's the exact same way up early every day and demanding her food. She gets that. She goes outside. She takes a nap. And then she goes outside again and says, you know what? It's time. It's time for a training rewards treat. And, of course, I say, of course it is, Stella, because she demands and I come through with a Nutrisource, just like Vinny. That's right. Whether we're on a patio, we're on the couch, we're on, we're on the outside, we're on the rooftop, Vinny's sitting, waiting for his nice Nutrisource treats. When he sits like that, how do you not give a good boy a good treat like that, huh? (laughs) Come on, who's a good boy, Vincent? Who's a good boy? Who's a good boy? boy. Nutrisource. That's NutrisourcePetFoods.com to find a Nutrisource retailer near you. NutrisourcePetFoods.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So, okay, if I'm if I'm Connolly, well, if I'm Connolly, I might be in Washington D.C. interviewing for a different job, actually, because we got to keep an eye on that the next few days. Yeah, uh, you know, I'd be fine with that at this point. Or maybe you're Sachin Gupta, and you take you're the trade machine guy, and you finally get your chance, non interim tag to run the for whoever's running the franchise here. I'm just going to throw out a list of questions here, all right? All right. Is Chris Finch the right coach? No. No. Um, I didn't see nearly enough control. Like, I think we're in an era now where a coach has to be very good at working his players. And, and yes, it is a player's first league. And this is going to sound weird off of that point. But I think that league also requires that the head coach to have some shape, form of alpha to his personality. 
like something about his personality where he can take control at times and be respected. And you know what? I think Chris Finch is a hell of a basketball coach. But being a head coach in pro sports is more than just being a coach of your sport. I think the answer is no. It's so tough. It, It does feel at times like the Timberwolves have a player and a coach who are very good but elevated too high in the pecking order in Carl Anthony Towns and Chris Finch. So, sometimes I think you know, Chris Finch, well, think about a year ago when you had a different roster, of course. They had the highest scoring team in the NBA. And Chris Finch was brought in in part because he's an offensive X's and O's mastermind. Mm-hmm. And they had the highest scoring offense in the NBA two seasons ago. So there's there's definitely something in there. But when you look at 19 blown double-digit leads this season, 11 of them came in the fourth quarter, yep. a team that led the NBA, and I guess this would be my, my second question, which kind of fits in with the Finch question, why is this team so undisciplined? Why did they lead the league in technicals and flagrants? Why does Cat lead the league in fouls since 2018? Why are they punching each other? Why are they punching walls? Yep. You know, it's just all of it kind of... Some of it's just the players and the personalities and the frustration, but some of it goes back to leadership and coaching. I have questions. I'm not, I guess I'm not quite there where you are, where it's just an automatic no. I'd, lo- I guess I, what I'd love to see is, okay, Chris Finch, or here are three other options. And I don't think Nick Nurse is an option because him and Chris Finch are really close. I don't think Nick Nurse would take this job at the expense of one of his best friends. So who, who is the replacement, I guess, is what I would want to. The next question, should the Timberwolves trade either or Cat or Gobert this summer? Jack, you go on this one. So I, I would love for them to trade Gobert. I just don't think you're going to get anything for him. Who wants him? Like, if, if you're going to trade that contract, you're probably taking on an equally as bad contract. That's, that's the only real swap you can do. No one's going to pay a, a, a pretty penny for Rudy Gobert, nor should they. So you're basically going to have to swap out one bad contract for another bad contract now. Maybe that other bad contract is a better fit chemistry and schematically wise for the Wolves. So there could be some uh, some wins there. Uh, trading Cat, I I think they if they want to recoup some of the value they lost, one first round pick over the next three drafts, that's the best avenue to do it. Um, that being said, that will be if Tim Connolly is still the president of basketball operations here, doesn't take this Wizards job. That's his last shot to prove that he is the guy here because he already fumbled this Rudy Gobert trade, made a solid trade for for Mike Conley, obviously. Like, that was a really solid trade. We probably don't give it enough credit, but the black eye is obviously the Gobert trade. So can you recoup some of that with the Towns trade? And can you help fill out the rest of this roster? I would explore trading Cat. Um, I don't know if it's a lock that they just automatically move on from Cat this summer, though. I think you know, our guy Chad Hartman, actually, I think he tweeted out a couple nights ago that he would consider trading both of those guys He's the former voice of the Timberwolves. He's a friend of ours. And it sounds kind of crazy because it's just the nuclear option. And you're dealing $100 million a year in salaries. And it would just be, it would be a lot to take on. But I think, and I'll add another question in here, and I'll answer both of them. You have to also ask yourself, what does Anthony Edwards need around him for himself and the team to thrive? I think he needs space. He needs guys that can get up and down and transition. He needs guys that can slash and cut and move the ball. You can tell. You know, it's funny because I actually think 
a player like Gobert could work really well with Anthony Edwards if they had a great chemistry. But Anthony Edwards never passes to Gobert. People made a big deal out of Donovan Mitchell and Gobert, and Donovan Mitchell never passed on the pick and roll. Like he would never, he would never throw it to Gobert. It's worse with Anthony Edwards. He never sees Gobert on the court. So if if you've determined that Carl Anthony Towns is the guy that can get us the most in return, and you should trade him before his value goes completely off a cliff, but then you also determine that Gobert and Anthony Edwards have no chemistry at all whatsoever. And my answer is, I would be taking phone calls or making phone calls on both those guys this summer. And in fact, I have a potential reckless speculation scenario that oh. would get you another first-round pick. <laughs> reckless speculation. Well, that. First of all, as I, I am moving on from Cat, just be, I'm just, I'm done there. Second of all, I agree on Gobert. I would take calls, but Declan's right. Gobert's not going to get you a return. Cat will, but you're looking for first-round draft picks, right? Here's one. Tim Conley gets you one from the Wizards. He's under contract. He can't leave unless I say yes. I just signed him. Well, isn't there some speculation that he might have an out after year it's two, speculation. Or, I don't may, know. or maybe there's a Wizards out. But, but if, well, can you imagine allowing him to sign a contract for $40 million? But, no, but if the Wizards call. No, no, I can't. <laughs> no, I can't. But what I'm saying is, let's just say right now that Tim Conley comes to Mark Laurie and Glenn Taylor in the next few months. is like, you know, my wife, she don't like it here. It's too cold. Washington, Baltimore is my home. We want to go home. I'd be like, you know what, Tim? This is very hard here. Hard to hear because we hired you and we respect you. Now, perhaps you really don't, but who cares? Um, but at that point in time, what if you get a first-round pick back from Washington for Tim Conley? Well, I love where you're going with this. I love the reckless speculation so now I lifestyle. Have another but reckless if I'm the Wizards, and the Wizards are not one of the better-run organizations, so they might be the dumb fantasy baseball football owner that you could fleece. But if I'm the Wizards, am I going to give up a first-round pick for the guy that traded for Rudy Gobert? That's kind of where we're at, too, with this, is how valuable is he? The Wizards are going to say, well, if he's available, if you'll just let him out of his contract. And maybe, this is nothing, we don't know, like, he doesn't speak. He hasn't done, he's done, like, one interview with The Athletic. We don't know. He's kind of, he kind of lit this fuse, lit this match, and then just stepped away. Now, in fairness, we had him on right when he got hired. We haven't requested to have him on, so I don't know. Maybe, maybe he is open right, to coming on different shows. Yeah. No, he certainly, he certainly likes to be sort of behind the scenes. Yep. But, yeah, I mean, that's an interesting – Well, if you're telling me right now you could get a first-round pick for Tim Connolly and you could let Sachin Gupta run the organization, I'd probably say yes to that. Yeah, and let's say it's a 2025 protected pick. Yeah, okay. You know. Yeah, whatever. So it's not immediate. Get and, something and back. It's protect, and it's, it's protected. So if, if Washington continues to be a dumpster fire, they still keep that, that pick. I'm just saying – I think Cat and Conley are ways to recoup first round picks. Um, Gobert, I I tend to agree with you, and that that's I guess that's my point is I think the whole thing of constructing this around Ant is going to require more than one move, and I also think that it becomes more and more imperative, having watched a bunch of games this past season, that Nas Reed be kept. No, yeah. well, also not Nas Reed. 
I, I don't want to go too far here because ultimately Nas Reed is not a proven 35 minutes a night starting player, 82 games. We've seen we've seen him at his best. He can be really, really good. We've also seen him be sort of unplayable and not that great defensively. So we got to be a little careful going too far with Nas Reed. Uh-huh. That being said, he is it's he seemingly adds something to his game every year from going undrafted, dominating the 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 Vegas Summer League, getting a contract, then you know adding better three point shooting. Scoring at the rim, just everything has kind of become more efficient for him, and he seems to fit up and down spacing. He also yes. he also doesn't need to have plays run for him, like with Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns in much different ways. There's always this sort of oh, like, we got right, we got we got to let's get Rudy involved offensively, so he feels like he's there, and then half the time when you do, his ping pong paddle hands can't handle the pass, right? So like Nasri doesn't have these problems at all, but he's also not. At his, if all three of those guys are playing at their best, Carl Anthony Towns is the best. Rudy Gobert in in different ways, defensively, interior presence is second best, and Nas is still third. But if Nas fits Ant and salary right. cap and everything better, and age better, yeah, we're talking about the puzzle here, though. We're not t- talking about a, a rotisserie or, or fantasy basketball team with stats. We're talking about yeah. who fits it. Like we're literally trying to build this thing around Ant to feature him. And I think Nas fits. Dex's guy, Jaden, fits. Like, there are pieces here that fit. Um, here's So the thing about Cat and Gobert as well is, is this. So let's take a step back to Finch for a second. And let's just say, because it does appear this. I mean, Finch is a very good, smart, offensive coach. Yeah. Okay? He basically, and I know Cat was hurt, but he basically spent an entire offseason and then into the season, with his basketball mind, his Einstein-like basketball mind, building an offense that was supposed to work, and it never came close, Phil. It yeah. never came. Mm-hmm. But, but I mean, this was not some jalopy-ass basketball coach. Like, oh, I thought, I thought this would work. It didn't. Like, this guy's forte was, in fact, I'm sure when Conley made the trade, he said, can we make this work? And, and, yeah. and Finch talked about it. He's like, absolutely, right? They, they, they never came close. Yeah, well, so to that point, I would say this because I don't. Th- this organization is filled with decades of chaos and resets and firing people and roster shakeups and stuff. So I, I, I think you should choose between one of two things: a major trade or two that shakes everything up, and you keep Chris Finch, or you run it back largely with the same roster and you change the coach and see if a different coach can unlock something schematically, can be just more of a leader of men than maybe Chris Finch has been. I don't think I don't, I don't think it makes sense to make one or two blockbuster trades and also fire the coach. And now it's just complete total chaos around Anthony Edwards. Dore, baby. Give me Dore. I'll, the, I'll keep the, Finchy the, then. You're keeping Finchy and blowing I'm up keeping, the, yes. the, the bigs. Okay. Yes. Mm. Absolutely. There's so much more to get to, but we we can we can smooth this out over the next few weeks. I actually have for you guys, and I spent some time before Game 5 putting together five potential Carl Anthony Towns trades. Oh, you... J- I have, I've you, actually had that in front of me this whole time, and I just told you right now. Just you and some bourbon and a notepad. <laughs> you know, I'm not as much of a bourbon guy anymore. I try to... What happened? I just, it makes me kind of tired. It doesn't... Red wine and light beer reacts better to old Macadac's temple of a body than, than hard alcohol does. So Interesting. Yeah. So chances are it was over a couple glasses of Pinot Noir and maybe a maybe a light beer.
but I do have I do have some trade ideas and uh, I'm going to name drop here. Bourbon's more fun. I'm not going to lie. Bourbon's like, a lot more like fun. The, I can speak to that. Yeah. Like no, the I'm not glass like totally, of bourbon I'm not in your hand. It's, really like that. it's more of a you winter know, the wine, time. You're like this. You got the. You're you're like that. I don't know, man. Yeah, that's not how I would maybe show that on you camera. You got the wine glass <laughs> no, like that. Oh no. come on. Oh, you gonna, gotta, get I, your mind out of the gutter. I am going to name drop real quick here because he's become a friend of Flagrant Howls and the show. So Craig Kilborn was in town for the two Wolves home playoff games, and Kilby and I went over to the uh, Nicollet Island Inn for for a lunch brunch situation on. I think it was Sunday. We just hung out for a couple hours. Just uh, old Macadac and old, see old Kilby. With him. What happened? Old Macadac doesn't like to flaunt his. Uh, you know, I, I, you. I, I'm more of a stay in studio Kilby, and react after the game. Certain guy. columnist who used to write for the Star <laughs> Tribune, all just but together. I was I was showing him. I said, "Hey, this this might sound weird, but I have on my phone right now. I have five Carl Anthony Towns trade ideas. Would you like to hear them?" And one of them in particular, he was very very high on. So well, let's do that maybe next week, like a reckless speculation. Kind of, well, we could yeah. do we could do it tomorrow if you want to. It's reckless speculation Thursday tomorrow. Let's do it tomorrow, and we need some. Some non Vikings content to to hold us over. So, why is that? Do, you want to do it tomorrow? Why is that? Because at seven o'clock tomorrow at Park Tavern, <laughs> we're going to be putting out Vikings content left and right. Is that why? That is correct. Yes, you can join us tomorrow night. The Surly Park Tavern Draft Party. Yay. Park Tavern six o'clock in the eleventh frame section. Uh, that's when the doors. I mean, the doors open at Park Tavern at like 11 a.m. So you can, if you want to be there all day in the main area, oh. you can be. But six o'clock start time, seven o'clock we go live on the Purple Daily YouTube channel, and uh, we're looking forward to it. Looking forward to meeting as many of you crazy Vikings fans as possible. So come check it out. No cover charge. That's right. No need to pay a hundred fifty dollars to to break bread with Judd Zolgad, the famous Judd Zolgad. You can just show up and have a good time tomorrow night. So, all right, boys. Love it. Good little, good little funeral session there for our, for our Timberwolves. But <clears throat> can't wipe the Anthony Edwards grin off my face. We've waited twenty years for a player like this. KG's tweeting about him, so we'll see what happens in and around him, and we'll talk more about it maybe tomorrow for some reckless speculation Thursday.